0: I don't know if it's the radio station or my brother's stereo in his car whenever I do the post-mortem on the show every week. Hey, everybody. How are you? Um, real quick, let's just go down this uh, list of Biden accomplishments, shall we? Um, well, if you want to count this as an accomplishment, he stole the election November of 2020. And because of that stolen election, then the market speculated that he was going to cut the Keystone Pipeline and gas prices started going up before he took office, which is exactly what happened. And then when he actually did take office immediately, his first few hours, 70,000 jobs from that Keystone Pipeline, he cut inflation, mask mandate, vaccination mandates, the border crisis, the fake infrastructure. And now Biden's Vietnam afghanistan ladies and gentlemen how can you go wrong with this guy
1: everything woke turns to shit okay sure.
0: that was the real president president trump at a rally last night in alabama he was talking about wokeism and the failure of it of it in general listen to this one more time i had to bleep it because you know how it is. I mean, you think if it's good enough for the President of the United States to say you think we could air it, but, you know, I want to keep things on the air here for a while. But one more time, here's President Trump's feelings about wokeism.
1: Everything woke turns to okay?
0: It's true. He said that in front of 20,000 people. A lot of evangelicals, mostly conservatives. You think they give a blank about the language the man uses at this point? We're talking about... The United States hanging in the balance, ladies and gentlemen. You have found your over 40 rock DJ, the gold standard, the brilliant mind, the world's greatest radio personality right here on the Richard Case and Radio Network. 573-431-1000 is the telephone number. 573-431-1000 if you want to be on the program. I'm still taking a break from Facebook just because I am absolutely just almost done with this whole platform. What they did to Mike Lindell last week during the Cyber Symposium, or now I guess it's been a couple of weeks ago, the fact that they shadow ban me, I mean, nothing of mine gets out. It's really just a search engine and a messaging tool at this point. I might as well not even post a thing on it because nobody sees it. I canceled my parlor account because whenever they had to strike whatever deal with Amazon they had to strike to get back on the internet I guess I ended up as part of that shadow band it couldn't log into it for a long time and then suddenly oh you can log back in anytime you want now that we watch your post and all that so uh, done with that one and th- the whole social media thing I'm I'm gonna get contact info from everybody, phone numbers, emails from all the relevant people that I'm friends with or followers with or whatever, and just go to the website, com. Forget this social media. Forget, I mean, aren't you sick of seeing people's food and their kids and their whatever else they, they think? we need to see or know about there are so many things people post on social media that really belongs in a diary or a journal that used to be how it is and now just everyone reads that sort of thing and it has not done good for the public discourse at all so down with social media down with Facebook the whole bit uh, young Jared how'd your week go what would you do this past week? Anything? I just worked. At the, Worked. At the day job in here? Yeah, and... and worked and worked and worked. That's it? Nothing exciting or you didn't have anyone moon you?
2: No. So Wednesday you... was my birthday, or Thursday. Oh, but... well,
0: happy birthday. What, 22, 23? 23. 23 years old. Wow. See, where was I at 23 years, 19, uh, uh, I think. I think I was probably fired from my fourth radio job long about. No, no, that happened at 25. So, yeah, I was uh, that was a program director of a station that got fired when I was 23. First time I ever saw that happen. The station, they go down a point in the ratings. Still the number one station, but they went down a couple points. Sorry, Tess, you got to go. Huh. And I was like, uh, 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 I started foaming at the mouth. realized these people are not messing around. And that's when I stepped up my game, and that's how I became your charming and delightful host. I stopped holding back. I stopped asking for permission. But, yeah, I had never seen a program director fired. but I mean, just treated like some part-timer that, you know, fell asleep at the board or something. You're out? And it's like, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the I've told you about these pinheads that live next door to my girlfriend, right? And they're loud, obnoxious dogs that just will, they're, they're psychotic. They bark at everything. There was a huge to-do next door or a party or a sleepover. I don't know what was going on, to be perfectly frank, but it was a lot of people, and considering that that was the house I grew up in, I know it pretty well, and I know that that house can't accommodate that many people, so I'm wondering what's going on. So they're doing a person swap. People are getting in different cars. These dogs are barking at these people getting in different cars. And my girlf- I have permission from the girlfriend to yell at the dog. Not the people, but I can yell at the dogs if I don't use profanity. So in my uh, loudest, meanest, most uh, menacing, threatening voice, I yell at these dogs to shut up. And one of the guys doing a vehicle swap, jumping from this white SUV into this old Jeep Cherokee, he thinks I'm yelling at him, and he's, you know, like, what, what? You know, wanting to, you know, I'm 43. I don't don't want to fight, but, you know, if some 110-pound twig wants to step up, I mean, whatever. But I was like, you know, if if you want it, here I am. And so instead he turns away and he walks away. And I saw him put his hands behind his back like this, and I was like, oh, don't tell me. People are still doing this. People, And, and yeah, before I could finish the thought, he pulls his pants and underwear down, moons me. That's his retaliation. What? The guy's got to be probably your age. And it's who does that? Oh, man. <laughs> Would you do that? No. I even... I don't, I'm just too self-conscious. There's too much shame attached to it. Um, you know, if, if I looked like one of these guys on the cover of one of my girlfriend's romance novels, maybe so. I, I would rather walk up to you and get the snot kicked out of me <laughs> than do that. It it was far enough away that I was like, ah, okay, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's that's real smart. That's. And then I heard something almost as absurd as what I saw. The girlfriend and I, we were... Because, of course, now that it is late August, Halloween is tomorrow. And all the stores are starting to get filled up with the Halloween stuff. And uh, we got on the subject of Halloween candy. And we've we've discussed on this show what is a gummy and what isn't a gummy. and And we've almost come to blows over that several times. <laughs> but... So, the girlfriend, she said the single most absurd thing I ever heard in my life earlier this morning. And I made sure as soon as she said it, I wrote it down here on the list. She says to me, Oh, candy corn. It's the best. Nope. nope. I was like, what? It's the bet, the best, what? It ain't the best candy. Nope. I the mean, best dog food. <laughs> so in your opinion, what is the best Halloween candy? Oh, Oh, I have because in, in my mind I'm thinking trick or treat, uh, Reese's cups, chocolate, Twizzlers, Airheads. Um, yeah, that's a little more yeah. your your generation. I, I just I just wanted the miniature versions of the of the stuff I like. You know, Hershey's Kisses, all all the candy bars, maybe Twizzlers. And she lays this candy corn thing on me, and it's like, no, 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 it's. And then she's like, well, what about the uh, peanut butter kisses? And I thought she was talking about Hershey's Kisses, but no, it's just one of those generic peanut butter candies. It's just a globule of hard peanut butter. that It's either wrapped in orange or black Halloween colors, Mm. and I guess they're called, or she calls them peanut butter kisses. Nope, don't like that. I don't like any of your 1874 candy that was you know the only two things you could get at little house on the prairie. I don't you know, times have changed. They got chocolate. they've they've made all sorts of advances in the in the candy department. but well, I'm glad we can agree on something. Can I mean just candy, corn. You don't slam those two things. You, I mean, what candy asparagus? Candy oh. peas, Candy Brussels sprouts. Where does it end? Oh. It ends at candy corn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Seth Meyers, a couple of other things here. I'm going to cover real quick, and then we'll take a break. Seth Meyers. Now, the girlfriend, she uh, sent this link to me because Seth. My me- she doesn't even know who Seth Meyers is. She thought it was a news show he hosted late night, but it's a supposedly a comedy show. But. <laughs> Not a lot of laughs to be—it's it's hard to do a comedy show when you don't have an audience, Seth, but he realized that he can't perform in front of an audience. But he had a big bombshell, and it was on YouTube. It was part of his Closer Look segment where he always takes a subject and gives it a very in-depth look. Well, we're going to take a closer, closer look. His big bombshell announcement was that Trump actually sent an email to someone— About the planned coup, and whenever you hear planned coup, automatically, what do you think? January 6th. Exactly. That's not what he was talking about. He was talking about sending an email to some uh, elections official down in Georgia to try to get a recount or an audit because they stole the thing. But Seth Meyers, mainstream, oh, that's a coup. You can't stand by the election results? Well, no, not when things are stolen. And we proved that they were stolen beyond a shadow of a doubt last week. And Pfizer, their vaccine may be getting FDA approval. And this is something also the girlfriend and I were talking about. She's been holding off on getting one because she's been waiting for FDA approval. I'm not going to get one at all. Now, I found out that a friend of ours, they got their vaccine and the wife gets hers and no big deal. And the husband, he gets his, and right now he's got a fever and I guess some other symptoms. So it could be one of these depends-on-the-person things, but, you know, I, I don't take medicine as it is. The only thing I have taken for years, ladies and gentlemen, is a leave. And, well, as long as it sticks to a headache, you know, as long as there's no fever or respiratory issues or... uh diarrhea or vomiting or anything like that i think i'll just stick with the leave we'll be right back is all it takes to catch the full replay of this show and all of our past episodes when you go to patreon.com slash Richard patreon.com slash Richard If you don't know how to spell any of this stuff, you can Google it. You can go online. It is my understanding that around 10 o'clock at the top of the next hour, around 10.06, we should be having U.S. Senate candidate Mark McCloskey on the air with us. I... Sent a text to confirm that a little bit while ago. Waiting on a response. They they approached me about him being on this week. As I look at that insane clock that's just going round and round. This is week number three of this. I mean, just out of habit, I keep looking up this thing. It it's, it resets itself. You put a battery in it two or three weeks ago, and it's just going around and around. It's like some some weird haunted house attraction. Before I get into the absolute total failure. That is this guy right here. No, I don't want to. Oh, this thing's going to start an update? No, we're going to that do this. To away, computer's wanting to update on me right in the middle of the show. I think not. Have you gotten your uh, coronavirus He's coloring book yet there, young best. Jared? She's
2: I have not.
0: Look that over. Not that only, he, see, it, it occurred to me, This is this is why they treat me and, and treat us like children because they're getting children to compose. read it read a couple of pages out of that this is well read the cover let me see the cover there real quick. It says uh, hello, I'm a virus cousin with the flu and the common cold. My name is coronavirus and Manuela Molina from some head start South Missouri Action Agency, something or other came up with that, but why don't you just just turn to page one and regale the audience with, with the contents of this puerile coronavirus coloring book.
2: I love to travel and to jump from hand to hand to say hi. <laughs> and it shows a picture of a hand high-fiving a COVID uh, uh, molecule.
0: And we don't know where that hand has been. Maybe it was... In the bathroom, or maybe it was unwashed. What else you got there? Page
2: two. Have you heard
0: about me? Page
2: two, With ladies a and gentlemen.
0: Paul Hart. Yes
2: or no checkbox. And how do you feel when you hear my name? With a relaxed, confused, worried, curious, nervous, and sad face.
0: Totally relaxed, because most of it. I mean, I I had COVID light, and I know people that it's touched, and and people have suffered through it. But again. It's one of those things where the media takes a real thing and exploits the the living daylights out of it. Give me one more page, and then we'll get to the disaster that is Joe Biden. Biden' name is synonymous with democracy and transparency. <laughs> and walking away and running. That boy's just a walk away All right, go ahead.
2: Page three, and this is where it gets interesting.
0: Oh, okay. I you, haven't looked that far. I, you,
2: you have to draw how you feel. And above that, it says, I can understand you feel. Oh, yeah. I well, would feel the same way.
0: That's a typo. That's, well, again, Manuela Molina here probably doesn't have a complete grasp on the English language as she distributes the preschool coronavirus coloring book. But yeah, uh, get that wherever you get those pinned to a bulletin board outside a supermarket. Okay. So, look, folks. Hey hey ho ho, Sleepy Joe's got to go. It's time. This guy um I've been hearing all over the and I get it. He's inept. He's incompetent. He's making Jimmy Carter look like Rambo. I get it. I understand, but don't be and and let's be clear, Biden has shown plenty of instances where he is inept and a bumbling fool and idiot. But in this Afghanistan thing, as we're going to explore here in the next 90 minutes or so, as young Jared sneezes into the crook of his elbow, because that vaccine's probably wearing off. Um, (laughs) But we're going to find out that Sleepy Joe, I mean, he's kind of like one of these kids who... They have a disability, but they know they can exploit it and manipulate people with it. That's kind of like how slow Biden is with his disability. His disability, of course, the fact that he is a blithering idiot. But let's just start with the headlines here. Biden refused to listen to top generals' warnings, and he pulled out of Afghanistan anyway. Now, you remember last week... I, and we just briefly touched on it because it was a developing story. I had more prepared about other stuff last week. But it wasn't Bush's Vietnam. It turned out to not be Obama's Vietnam. It turned out to not be Trump's Vietnam. This is Biden's Vietnam. The guy assured us a month ago that what we saw happening wasn't going to happen. And he assured us that this isn't going to happen on a Friday and end on a Monday Well, when we were just mentioning it last Sunday, this thing was about two thirds over. And by the time I got home and slept for the night and uploaded the podcast, the Taliban had, in fact, taken over all of Afghanistan. Giving you a reason to listen to the radio on a Sunday night, it is the Richard Case and Radio Network here at 573 431
1: 1000. 573 431 1000. Everything woke turns to s, okay? It's true. Biden name is synonymous with democracy and transparency.
0: Here is what the Biden name is synonymous with. Let's just review. Okay, first of all, how much are you paying for gas? I know that I'm paying about, I think it's $285 back home. There's a gas station I drive by on the way here every week. It's actually $265, amazingly. But, yeah, you can thank Slow Biden for your high gas prices because he cut those 70000 Keystone Pipeline jobs when he cut the Keystone Pipeline. You can blame Slow Biden for inflation. You can blame him for the discord about mask mandates and vaccination mandates, and you can definitely blame him for the border crisis. You can blame him for the fake infrastructure plan. Well, what's fake about it, Rick? Everyone needs roads and bridges. Yeah, we need roads and bridges. But look at that thing. Only 5% of it is about roads and bridges. The rest of it is about transsexualism and and getting more trans education programs started in this country so that we can accept trans people more the only trans they should be worried about is transportation instead they're worrying about these people's plumbing and Someone else's plumbing is none of my business. Again, how many times have I said it? How many ugly women have I seen over the years and they're really a man? But I never really thought about it because I thought, well, they're just an ugly woman. Because I don't want to think about those things. I don't want to have to have the debate in my, well, was that a man? Was that a woman that looked like a pretty ugly woman? But it's ridiculous. There's real, actual problems in the world and... Democrats and liberals would distract us with trans bathrooms and pronoun usage and all this sort of other stuff. But they would rather distract you away from issues like this. The Biden team, as we were talking about, the, we, again, we just barely touched on it last week, but um, Afghanistan was being conquered by the Taliban. And, well, the Biden team, they were shocked. They were absolutely shocked that this happened. Him and other top U.S. officials stunned last Sunday by the pace of the Taliban's nearly complete takeover. Yeah, it was only nearly complete because it wasn't Monday. Give it 12 more hours and then it was complete. Now, Biden campaigned as a seasoned expert in international relations, but he's uh, spent months downplaying this whole Afghanistan takeover handoff whatever we're calling it he says on july the 8th he said the jury is still out but the likelihood that there's going to be the taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely
1: is a taliban takeover of afghanistan now inevitable
0: no it is not no and he's right i'll give him that much it's not inevitable it didn't have to be inevitable If there was better leadership in the White House, this wouldn't have happened. But since slow Biden is at the wheel and asleep at the wheel, and for other reasons that I'll get to, it was inevitable.
1: Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any
0: army in the world. And a month from now, I'm going to throw them under the bus and say that they tucked and run. And they went and joined back up with the Taliban. By the way, did you see the—I guess they were making fun of—you know that iconic photo of Iwo Jima? Mm -hmm. The Marines are putting the American flag there. The Taliban made fun of that. They're wearing stolen U.S. gear, and they're using stolen U.S. gear. And four or five Taliban are planting the Taliban flag in some rubble to make fun of that photo. And when Biden says, "Oh, they're well equipped," yeah, that's because he gave them the—he gave them weapons, he gave them tanks, he gave them Humvees. He—I was going to say Hummer, but that'll be taken out of context. Um, you know, he—all the helicopter, 140 helicopters. They're going to destroy half of them, learning how to fly them, but they still have In them.
1: an air force against something like
0: 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. And now it is, well, let's see, what's seventy five Taliban or 75,000 Taliban plus 350 fighters? What is that? 350,000 fighters. Yeah. What was, what was the number? Well, let's, let's just go back and uh, hear the anti-president say those numbers. It is not inevitable. <laughs> you
2: trust the Taliban?
1: Taliban. Something like 75,000
0: Taliban. 75,000 Taliban plus 300,000. So it's 375,000 Taliban basically now. It is not inevitable. It's math with Richard Basin. It's not inevitable, but it is. You
2: trust
1: the Taliban, Mr. President. You trust the Taliban, sir. Are
0: you, is that a serious question? Absolutely. Oh, he's asking it. Is that a serious question? Yeah, it's a serious question, and I can't wait to hear a serious answer. It's
1: a serious question. You trust the Taliban? You
0: no, trust I do the not. the country to the Taliban? No, I do not trust the, the Taliban. So why he doesn't trust the Taliban, but he's in negotiations with them, and he assures us that they're letting people through to the airport who want to get out and all that sort of thing. So let's just, yeah, but caught totally off guard by it. But we didn't see any of this coming, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Oh, I saw this Yahoo on Face the Nation this morning, and I realized very quickly why his last name's Blinken, because that's his nervous tick when he starts lying on the air, and he, he just, well, he, he just can't stop blinking. He said in a CNN interview last Sunday that the administration of anti-president Joe Biden can work with, and recognize a Taliban government in Afghanistan that respects women and doesn't harbor terrorists. And then they had their little news conference, the Taliban did, where they assured the world that they are a new and improved Taliban, they are a tech-savvy Taliban, they are going to respect the rights of women within Sharia law, which means that their wives will have the right to be a coffee table. They're going to have drinks set on them. They're, go- they're going to be furniture, basically, or sex slaves or whatever else. They're respecting the rights of women by going door-to-door and taking young girls as young as 12 and forcing them into sex slavery. They're going door-to-door and finding any Afghan who helped with the U.S. war effort during the whole time we were over there and... To execute them. And they're looking for any American who is trying to get out of Afghanistan and they're taking their passports and they're beating them. While we we don't, you heard that that Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said, Well, right now we don't have the capability to go in there and rescue all the Americans that we need to. Britain is, France is. Are you telling me we're going to get outdone by France in the search and rescue department? Are you kidding me?
1: Turns to shit, Okay. Sure. Biden name is synonymous with democracy and transparency. Mental fit, my physical as well as my mental fit, fitness. Always singing when the band is going, always singing dancing when the play is over too. I'm looking forward to this, man. Walk behind me in a debate. Come here, man. People want to make a change though. Well, that's up to them to decide. Why should they? It's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. <laughs> we can't rebuild our economy and meet this climate crisis. Not, exacerbating not the need for Duh. environmental justice. Sorry, as a bug. <laughs> Speaking of the environment. We need to work again with Canada and Mexico as neighbors, not as adversaries, as adversaries. Donald Trump does pose an excellent threat to this.
0: And that, the, yeah, and, like and
1: there's things that are worth dealing with China. Tough It makes it far more durable.
0: And it just goes on and on and on like that. But So the mainstream media is playing their part in the plan. They are now... Doing their part, they are sowing the seeds of shaping public opinion. For those of us who were already against Slow Biden from the start, they needed him to get elected so they could have a Democrat in the White House. But Slow Biden has more than served his purpose, and now the media is coalescing around the notion that, well, maybe this guy really is inept maybe he's not up to the task and of course the more that you hear this parroted on actual news then it becomes a reality here's george papadopoulos talking to slow biden i guess this was monday after he gave that very lengthy know-nothing statement about the afghanistan pullout
1: back in july you said a taliban takeover was highly unlikely
0: and I stand by that agreement or that, that statement, George. What wh- whatever it's called, I'm the president. Is the
1: intelligence guy. wrong, or did you downplay it? I think uh, there was no consensus. If you go back and look at the intelligence reports, they said that it was like, more likely to be sometime by the end of the year. You didn't put a timeline out when you said it was highly unlikely. You just said flat out it's highly unlikely the Taliban would take over.
0: And that turned out to be wrong. Now, in addition, to, okay, so China, what's their role in all of this? Well, we'll explore that. We'll get to it. But let's just start with this. They quickly, they being China, quickly offered their friendship and cooperation to the Islamist extremists who took over Afghanistan this past week. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chunying oddly referred to the Taliban's military occupation of Kabul as a truce. A kind of truce where Taliban thugs go door-to-door to to hunt down officials or uh, kill them or drag 12-year-old girls off to be jihad brides. Now, documents obtained by Fox News, um, Fox News White House correspondent Jackie Heinrich, confirm that the DOD, that's the Department of Defense, is preparing to relocate 30,000 Afghan refugees into the United States following the collapse of Afghanistan. And if I have that same information here in front of me, um, well, thought I had that in front of me, but luckily I can remember it here off the top of my head. They're talking Virginia. They're talking Georgia, I believe. And, of course, wouldn't you know it, Missouri. What part of Missouri? Take a wild guess. St. Louis about 35, 40 miles, just right up the road from right here. I'm not against the idea of taking in refugees necessarily, but, I mean, what's the process of making sure that they're not terrorists? What's the process of making sure that they are refugees and not Islamist sympathizers? Now, Twitter is refusing to join its peers in the social media world in prohibiting... The Taliban on its platform. This is the world we live in. The Taliban, who takes 12-year-old girls as sex slaves and jihad brides. The Taliban, who will cut off someone's nose as part of an honor killing or revenge or some slight against Allah or Muhammad. Um, They're terrorists, of course. They're drug dealers. And... They commit all these atrocities, and they get to be on Twitter. President Trump doesn't get to be on Twitter. Now, asked whether Twitter would join Facebook and TikTok and other tech companies in banning the terror group, a spokeswoman for uh, Twitter sidestepped the whole question. Just didn't want to go near it at all. She said, or they said that... um, It would continue to proactively enforce its rules on the glorification of violence, platform, manipulation, and spam. That's a non-answer. Taliban spokesman. (laughs) that, That phrase always made me laugh. Taliban spokesman, a terror group, they have a spokesman. Some guy that goes in front of the cameras and tries to put a positive spin on someone wearing a vest full of explosives and blowing themselves up. Taliban spokesman. Zabahulla Mojahedida maintains an active presence on Twitter, where he has 200,000 followers. A terrorist has more followers than I was ever able to conjure up on that pos. A terrorist. This is the world we live in. This is the world you accept because you keep eating crap that they feed you. He is not only the group's only member using social media. To promote the Taliban's message and announcement, Mujahideen posted earlier about a Taliban press conference in Kabul, drew messages from some of his supporters, including one who went by the name Muhammad Ibrahim. So they get to be on social media. A former, well, some would say current president of the United States, banned. I mean, just let that resonate for a minute. And then one more. I'll uh, share this with you, then we'll take a break. Now, the, and, and I'm calling them the Twitter ban. If they're allowed to be on Twitter, and if they want to be hip and current and woke and everything else, then they're the Twitter ban. Now, they claimed that Afghanistan will no longer be a hub for poppy cultivation or for the drug business now that the uh, jihadist group gained total control of the country. Um. Again, here's Zabadullah Mujahideen saying that from now on, Afghanistan will be a narcotics-free country. And here in the next little while, I'm going to tell you why that is a lie and why they are not going to give it up. <laughs> Another hour of the Richard Casey Radio Network coming up. Round 10.06, right after CBS News or your top-of-the-hour news on many of these Richard Case and Radio Network stations, and unless I'm terribly mistaken, U.S. Senate candidate Mark McCloskey should be calling in around 10.06, and he's going to have a telephone interview with us right here on the Richard Casey and Radio Network. And I'm recording video on my phone right now, so... I don't know if I've gotten a confirmation text or not. I'll check that during the news. Now, the United States over the past 15 years has spent more than $8 billion on efforts to deprive the Taliban from their profits of Afghanistan's opium and heroin trade. U.N. officials report the Taliban likely earned more than $400 million between 2018 and 2019 from the drug trade. Well, that's actually down because during, you know, back in their heyday around 07, they were raking in almost a billion dollars a year. Now, Afghan, I thought this was interesting. Afghan, long infamous for its opium uh, poppies, but law enforcement agencies around the world warning of a new boom in the Afghan drug trade fueled by meth. That's right. Afghan meth. And the reason why is because not only is Afghanistan fertile ground to grow poppy, which can be processed into morphine and heroin and other drugs, but ephedra. It is the natural plant that ephedrine comes from, which is a precursor ingredient in meth. And now Afghanistan's got a major methamphetamine problem. Just like here. And that problems went over to Pakistan. And it explains a lot, I think. Okay, that's why they are so wound up and so hardcore about their religion and their faith and their will to carry it out, because they haven't slept in several, several months. So. Who knows what you're going to see when you're on Afghan meth and you've been up for that long, but. One more thing to squeeze in here real quick because it's totally relevant. Uh, Let's see. RNC, their uh, report into the 2020 presidential election, they found that the Democrats did use the COVID-19 pandemic as an excuse to water down election integrity safeguards and a lot more. And they changed laws at the last minute and a lot of stuff. They're going to deny it. But we have another hour coming up right after the news and hopefully U.S. Senate candidate Mark McCloskey right here on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network.